Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. Well, hello there, folks. I'm Reverend Briz. Reverend Z. And we are here, ministers talking. Well, you know what that word's supposed to be. Anyway, we want to welcome you to the program. This is episode number one, and we're really, really happy to be with you. We want to give you a kind of an overview of what we are, what we're all about, and what you can expect from this program moving forward. So, uh, Z, why don't you get us kicked off here, share a little bit of your background and who you are, and say hello to the folks. Sure, sure. My pleasure. Uh, Hello, everyone. Uh, My name is Reverend Z, better known as LZSA Koo. I am a religious science minister, Um, was ordinated in, I don't know, 2010. I I got my past in 2010. I finished my studies in 2010. And uh, prior to that, I was uh, a practitioner of the Islamic faith and served as an imam for a few years. And so now I'm here trying to figure out and expose, if you will, the spirituality of all things so that we look at all these different ideologies and philosophies and religion that are sitting on the foundation of one spiritual principle and one spiritual premise so that we can begin to come together and understand that it's all one and the principles cross all bounds. Mm, yeah, right on. And folks, my name is Robert Brzezinski. I am uh, also a minister of religious science with the Centers for Spiritual Living. Rev Z here and I had an opportunity to be in school together and shared a lot of great experiences in ministerial school. You'll hear some of those stories throughout these episodes and throughout this, this podcast. And uh, I, I'm really grateful that we get a chance to share in this. And the reason is, is really simple. Years ago when we first met, I think, uh, well, we're not going to tell that story today, but the very first time we met, uh, there were just a number of things that made me stop and say, wow, I don't know this guy from Beans, but I like him. And I like what he's talking about, and I like how he's saying it. And over years, a great friendship has flourished and grown. We've had a chance to work on a number of projects together. So, Z, I just want you to know, I'm really, really excited because we kind of get to take the gloves off on this show. Yes. We're not here trying to pass any exams. We're not trying to prove to anybody that we're holy enough, worthy enough, conscious enough, that we got enough for this or that or the other thing for somebody else to verify and and authorize what we're doing. So um, I'm grateful we're going to get a chance to do this. Yeah, yeah. And I like that idea because especially now, I think spirituality has moved into a somewhat of a box, uh, I think. And I think there are some subjects and topics that that fit into because spirituality really covers everything. And so if we start picking and choosing how we begin or how we try to live a spiritual life, then we begin to have holes in our armor, so to speak, and, and we're not able to do that as a holistic practice or a way of life, which is a better way to say that. So I think that's where 
I see the benefit and the joy of this is how do we begin to have a spirituality that transform into a way of life and everything we do, whether it's mundane or sacred or God forbid it's profane, that it's done in a sacred way. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. And I think I agree with you absolutely. And right now more than ever, it's super important to have this. Uh, This is the armor that is going to, well, keep the virus outside my house. And it's the armor that's going to allow me to, to feel confident, to feel safe, to feel that I'm okay. I'm protected here. We'll get through this. We can get forward get into the next thing. And I remember you bring up, I remember a long time ago, my very first, one of my very first true spiritual teachers. And in a class one night, I asked him, well, what's your spiritual practice? And he told me, well, whatever's in front of me. And at the time, being new to this whole thing, I thought, well, man, if that's not the biggest cop-out I've ever heard, because if everything in front of you, if everything that comes your way is spiritual, then well, then spirituality, it, there's nothing special here. Why do I need this? If, if ever, and now, a very naive perspective at the time, I will say that in retrospect, uh, because over the years, I've learned exactly what I hear you saying. It is all part of our spiritual experience. Everything we do is part of our spiritual practice. Uh, spiritual practice isn't just 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes at night. Yeah. It might be folk, there might be a specific focus for that 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes at night, but everything in between has got to be part of your practice, part of your consciousness of spirituality as well. Yeah, no, and and I think for me, especially now and in this month, you know, Ramadan is going to be starting here in a couple of weeks. It starts uh, on the 23rd of of this month, and Passover starts today. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when we look at all these traditions, whether they're ancient or otherwise, I think practices that we gain from them, all the things that we look at, you know, there's always this element of giving, there's always an element of fasting, whether it's from food or from content or, or taking moments of silence for reflection. And I think those things are going to be uh, elevated during this time now, so that we really get a chance to get in touch, you know, obviously with ourselves, but with others as well. I think because we know at some level, whatever is happening to us is also happening to everybody else. It may be at lesser or greater degrees, all of our fears, all of our excitements or, or, or visions of what the future could hold. And then I think the key part of it here or the pivotal part of it is how do we unpack that and put this at your sketch together, if you will, so that we do have a, a, a foundation that, allows us to talk across lines and across borders and feel genuinely connected to that other person. Yeah. Yeah. I think you bring, you bring up a huge point there because right now more than ever before in my lifetime, we're looking at the greatest decision humanity has been faced with. Uh, Before my time, right. We had nuclear weapons and the debate on, on things like that and how they would, and we, 
humanity, the planet, yes. has faced some big questions over over the years. For myself, this is the biggest thing I've ever experienced because everybody on this planet is being called to make a decision. Do you want to live in fear or do you want to live in the assurance of the kingdom of glory and vision and love and peace and abundance and prosperity for all? Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of people out there right now that are in fear. They are experiencing human suffering right now. And Unfortunately, what I see is a lot of those folks are arguing vehemently across social media uh, in countless ways, and they're, it, they're arguing for the limitations, they're arguing for the fear, and unfortunately, they're getting a lot of hits, they're getting a lot of views, they're getting a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. Now, conversely, I also see, especially hanging around places like Facebook and Instagram and there is a huge resurgence happening with people that are saying, oh, wait a minute, though. We really are all in this together. Yeah. And, and if I don't step up now, who's going to? Right. Right. So uh, for all of you listening out there, number one, we want to thank you for being with us. This is our episode number one, a chance for Reverend Z and I to get it to, you know, feel into how this uh, partnership is going to work. But it's also really important that you hear the fact, the truth. You're yeah. being called right now. And you're being called to step up and be a part of what comes next. And, and I don't you know. Think, well, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I was going to finish with, I don't think anybody is really being called to stick their head in the sand or to spread, spread fear and doubt. I think they just don't know that there's another way. Yes, because, you know, I, I, as you said, I've seen, you know, a lot of conversations about, you know, oh, yeah, we, you know, after this, it's going to be, uh, you know, a, a kumbaya, for lack of a better word. Um, but I just noticed sometime now when I'm out walking my dog and, you know, trying to trying to get him out and, and get myself out to get some exercise and, and everything – there are people who are speaking and everything, but there are, it seems to be a little bit more than not, are like you speak, they hold their heads down. You come, they're already six feet apart, and when you get close, they go to 12 feet apart. And I get it for sure, but I still think that, that we have to maintain our humanity in recognizing, even if you do it from 12 feet, Still speak, still wave, uh, still create this genuine care for someone else if it's nothing but wishing them well as we all go through this together. Right. And I think that's, you know, that little piece right there will go a long way because it will allow us to begin to feel some connection still, some well-wishing. And in my mind, that little wave and how you're doing is basically a prayer to that other person right. to saying, I wish you well, smile. We're going to get through this. Let's keep moving. Exactly. Yes. Um, I love what you're saying. And I've seen that too, right? There's this air of suspicion as, yes. if, as if you're going to do this too. You're the one that's going to get me sit. And, and folks, we, we've, we're being called to move beyond that sort of division and suspicion of our fellow brothers and sisters 
and recognize that, hey, we're going to say it a million times on this program. We are all in this thing together. And if we act that way, we can get through this. Two weeks ago, right? Two weeks ago, I could feel the judgment in a supermarket because I was wearing a face mask. Two weeks ago. Today, because I'm trying to go out only once a week, I forgot a couple things. Today, the judgment was around the people that weren't wearing masks. (laughs) And everybody's lined up outside the store because now we're, we're limiting how many people are even allowed in a grocery store. Everybody's lined up and there's one guy in line and he's not, he's the one not wearing a mask and everybody else is, is now going to that 12 feet. Right. right. And I think the guy felt it because he eventually got out of line and went and sat in his truck. He left his <laughs> wife who was wearing a mask standing in line with us. Right. And he went oh. and sat in his truck. The, but the point here is this are unprecedented times. Nobody on the planet alive has ever seen something like this. So nobody knows and nobody can tell what's going on in somebody else's heart, what's going on in somebody else's mind. Mm -hmm. And I could sit there in that line and judge that man for the whole time I was there, would have done nothing for me, would have just worked me up. I would have been all upset and in my humanness and how dare he and that. I could have made up stories for an hour. But what we're being called to do is recognize, is to live in relationship with each other with compassion, with a sense of understanding that, man, I really hope you don't, I'm praying right now that you don't get this thing. You, You seem to think you can be out in public without a mask, okay? I can't make you wrong for that. I personally wouldn't do that. I don't have that much courage in me, but I'm gonna pray that you don't get this thing. And we really, I think humanity as a whole is being slapped around to wake up to our unity, to our connection. Mm -hmm. And I believe get rid of the sense of divisions. Yeah, because, you know, uh, you and I were talking a couple of weeks ago and the whole idea about, wow, you know, this was before it got all the, the charts start coming in with the upswing. We were saying, you know, It'll be interesting to see how many people uh, know someone or know someone that knows someone that's been affected, yeah. right? And right. now, I don't think there will be, by the time this is over, I don't think there will be a single person, and I could be wrong, but I, 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 I kind of get that feeling that everybody is going to be no more than three people removed that know somebody that's been affected, either they've caught it or they've made their transition from it. And at that level, you take another look at it. You know, if you, you know, if the snowstorm is falling across town and you see it and you say, oh man, that's bad, but it don't really affect you, then your your awareness is there, but your your action is different. Right. Whereas if it's snowing in your neighborhood, now it's a whole nother thing because you got to get your shovel and then you got to go to work. And so that's the kind of stage I think that's being set is that no one cannot go to work on this front. Right. No matter what it is that you have to do and going back to it, the only thing you can do is give a smile mm-hmm. to uplift mm-hmm. somebody all the way to those uh, brave 
healthcare workers and, and, and those that are considered essential workers that are in the grocery stores and so forth that are making sure and trying to make sure we keep this thing going forward, there's nothing, there's nothing more that can be said in the spectrum. Everybody is involved. Everybody has to take it to that kind of a level. And I think it's, it's, it's going to be, in the long run, it's going to be good because I, I, I heard someone today, I was talking with them and they were saying, oh yeah, when we get back to normal, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, whatever, whatever was normal before is no more. Whatever was normal before was part of the problem that created all this. Yes. The normal yes. got us where we are. Yes. So I don't want to go back there. No. no. <laughs> and, and, I don't think, and I don't think there's no way for us to go back. That's, because there's too, many, there's too many things that have been uncovered or, or, or too many perspectives that have had to be placed on this now that we can't go back. Yeah, it's true. I'm so that's going to be interesting. Yep. Yeah. the The world is the world is waking up, and I had this conversation with another ministerial friend recently. Right. So there's this organization, Centers for Spiritual Living. Perhaps you've heard of it. Perhaps you haven't. If you haven't, uh, this collective body and Reverend Z and I are part of this organization. We've got this vision and mission that we're set out on. Yes. And the mission is to awaken humanity to its spiritual magnificence. And the vision is a world that works for everyone. Now, I'm not saying, you know, we're going to take claim to the good, the ugly, the nuts, whatever it is that's going out there. But I can't help but unbelieve that this collective body of people that have been praying for a decade now on this vision and mission, in some way, this is the answer to those prayers. It's not exactly the way we wanted it to happen. It's not, you know, when we sat down in prayer and meditation and visioning, we were looking for the kumbaya moment. We wanted, you know, Flip the switch and all of a sudden it's Valhalla and Nirvana and, you know, and heaven's got a hell, and rock and roll, heaven's got a hell of a band. But uh, still touched on John Prine from last night. But anyway, we, we have, as a collective humanity all across this planet, we've created this moment, this mm -hmm. time and this experience. So are we going to make good from it? Or are we going to let this be the thing that, that is humanity the next great extinction on the planet? We're, we're at that choice point. Yeah, you know, and, and, and it's interesting. My wife and I had a conversation a couple of days ago uh, in, in line with that, you know, in, in terms of the collective consciousness in that how many times, you know, if people really take a, a, a gut check, so to speak, people said, boy, I wish I was able to work from home or I wish – we would have something that would, you know, allow the whole globe to, to awaken to our unity and our connectedness and our interrelatedness. We put those out in the, uh, out in, in the airways, so to speak, without any, without no intent other than trying to do the upliftment, but we, we have no idea of how those things are going to manifest. 
Yep. And so, like you said, no one, although we wanted these kind of ideas to be explored, nobody wanted this. (laughs) I can can assure you that. But as a result of this, some of those things that were, were, were longing, if you will, in the collective unconsciousness have come about. Yeah. And so now, you know, it gives us another opportunity to say, okay, hmm, how do I, you know, when I make these so-called random statements or these statements with no, I don't want to say boundaries because that then that begins to limit your imagination, which is what we need for creativity. But the contextualizing it has to be thought out before we, we just, you know, make the leap because, because once you put it in motion, at that point, you no longer have any control over it. Yep, exactly. You remind me of a great story. Way back when, Salt Lake City, there was a, a woman who was a professional practitioner of this philosophy, actually had studied with Ernest Holmes uh, before Ernest made his transition. I believe she's still on the planet with us. Afton Penland, if you're out there, I doubt you'll ever hear this. Uh, but she was a prayer practitioner. And she told us the story how in a meeting one night, she was the practitioner, I think, for a core council meeting or a a board meeting. And the board decided that the church needed more money. And they decided that there was some sort of giddy up in the whole system and they wanted more flow. So they turned to the practitioner and they said, we want more flow. And she said, are you sure that's what you want me to pray for? And they said, yes. And she said, are you positive? Because you're going to get a demonstration of flow. No matter what it looks like, you're okay with that. Uh, they said, yes. Okay. So she does her prayer and everything good and well. They all they break up the meeting. They lock the doors. They go home. Next morning, minister comes into church, opens the door, and there's six inches of water across the floor of the entire building. Right, so you know where this is going. A water pipe breaks in the middle in the wall in the middle of the night. They got flow. They got a heck of a lot of flow. So, point is, we got to be specific for what we want. Yeah. How many how many school kids across this country spent the first couple months going? I don't want to go to school. I don't. Why do we got to go to class? I don't want to go to that damn building anymore. Now they're all sitting around begging to go back to school. Right. (laughs) We've got to be specific with what we want, folks. Not just this isn't what I want. It's not about I don't want this. We as a species, as humanity, we're being called to be specific on what do we want to experience. So, yes, a world that works for all, that's a pretty damn big vision. And... I'm not exactly clear how this experience is working for all. Yes. But I got to be in the place. I got to be in a place that says, even though I can't see the truth, even though I can't see the end of the road, right. I'm going to make, I might not make it with you. Borrow a few words from, from brother. I might not make the promised land with you, but we're, but it's going to happen. We're on our way. Yeah. And if this is the dark night that we've got to travel through as a, as a collective, as the planetary population, if this is our dark night, well, mm-hmm. I'm sure as hell not pitching a tent here. I need right. to keep my mind, my consciousness clean, keep it moving forward, 
and keep looking for how I can contribute to the recovery. Right. Yeah, and I think that that's the key point. Through this experience, uh, we will definitely grow. I mean, my, my father uh, would always tell me, he says, I'm telling you what I know, not what I heard, to emphasize that point that this is, you know, I have gone through ABC, whatever that is, and I have learned from that. Now, it may not be the same experience that you have or whatever, but we are all getting a chance to experience a similar type of experience, if you will, that no one will have to give you a, a, a cliff note or give you a novel to read about it right? because you'll know. And then from that line of experience, we get an opportunity to speak from our heart, speak from our firsthand experience and get an opportunity to say, I think, this is supportive of life, and I think this is not supportive of life. And the grandest experiment we got going is to support life because that's what we all do here until it's time for us to make our transition. So, so to have that full experience of life where everybody gets an opportunity to, to do that joyously and contribute to the whole. I mean, just think about all of the new inventions and creative things that have come about and people pitching in, making mass at home. Uh, you know, those are the kinds of things that we should be looking for as we go forward. People have donated billions of dollars now, I think, in terms of food banks uh, to help people who may not. We should have that involved in the whole system. Now, how we do that and how we make sure it gets distributed that's, a, that's another piece of ingenious ideas that someone has to come up with. But right now, while we're in that creative flow, these are some additional things we should start thinking about. Yeah. And, and I believe we are in that, right? This is the absolute moment where there is so much creativity going on. Call it because, you know, because they got nothing else to do or whatever. Everybody's got, right, right. Everybody's got the chance to grab the bull by the horns here. And five years, 10 years from now, when somebody says, well, you know, back in 2020, right. again, nobody's going to have to explain that one. 50 years before, we, this is going to be written into, in the, into the textbooks for kids from age four and three on up. As soon as you can read, somebody's going to read you a story about 2020. So we're going to get to a point where all the conversations, so many, so many introductions will start with, well, back in 2020, I set off on this mission. Right. Back, on, back in 2020, I heard this little voice say, do this. Back in 2020, I got, you know, everything else blew up and disappeared. So I, this was the only thing I could find it to, and it worked. And I moved right. it forward. Right, right. And we're going to talk about that in, the, in this podcast. Back in 2020, yeah. we yeah. decided it was time. So we're going to ask that. I'm going to ask that question again for everybody right? What is yours to do in this time? Right. And if yours, if it feels like your, your work is to warn the world of the coming perils of 5G or 6G or this guy or that guy or oh, this thing or that thing, right? I'm not into future forecasting more suffering. I want to know what you're going to do now. Right. 
And if all that is, is keep my mouth shut, keep my family safe and ride this out. Hey, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But I got a much deeper sense that there's a lot more within a lot of people. And pardon the phrase, but I think a lot of people are having their come to Jesus talk this month, next month, month after. Yeah, because there, there's that saying, I think that capsulate that, that there's a saying that goes, adversity is that thing that introduces a person to themselves. Mm. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again, just in case. They <laughs> adversity is that thing that introduces a person to themselves. Because when that thing happened that's adverse, you got to go within and see where you are with it because you, you can't, you can't chuck it. You can't run from it. It's there. And so now we're in that moment. We have some adversity and we have to take that gut check to say, okay, like you said, am I someone that's going to uh, contribute to the growth of things and the well-being and, and the looking forward? Although I know anything's possible because that's what we're in right now. Or am I just going to wallow in what I am in right now and do whatever fear and, and anxiety and all those things tend to get us involved in if we don't breathe and relax and move through it? Yeah. Well, you know, folks, I think I just heard our call to action for the week. Because, uh, number one, we want to respect everybody's time and we don't want to ramble on all day because we know you won't listen to us all day. Exactly. I wouldn't listen to me all day either, uh, <laughs> even though I kind of have to. But uh, I think I just heard that call to action, right? Where, where is this adversity? Where are you getting to know yourself better? Mm -hmm. And I, I got to say it because it's a human thing. You might not like what you find, but that's okay. Yeah. Because you got people here that are willing to support you in figuring out what it is you do want. Yeah. So if you, if you spend some time, and we're going to encourage you, we're going to challenge you, spend some time through this experience getting to know you, getting to really know yourself. What do you like? And what have you been doing all these years just because somebody else said you had to? What have you been doing because you believed your family would fall apart if you didn't? Well, guess what? You're not doing that right now, and your family's not falling apart. Yeah. So... Really look, what is mine to do and what am I learning about myself? Now, if you'd like some support in that, I know Reverend Z is available. I'm available. We can push you to the people that you need to talk to or somebody you want to talk to. Um, yep. If you're looking for help, please reach out. This program is sponsored and uh, brought to you by the New Thought Media Network. Send an email, news, info at newthoughtmedianetwork.org, and we'll leave that link in the show notes for you. Send us an email, and we'll guarantee, number one, we'll get somebody praying on that for you. Number two, if you want to talk to somebody, we can make that happen as well. Because the idea isn't just for us to, to bitch about the government for a half an hour. The idea isn't for us to just sit here and talk about what's going on. We want to give you real resources, real tools, real ideas on how you can not only weather this storm, but how you can be prepared to be part of the return, part of the recovery. Mm -hmm. Like it or not, we're all on the transformation team here. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah. You can opt out, and I'm not going to stop you if you opt out. But what I can tell you is those that are opting in are going to be supported in ways we never imagined. This thing called spirit, this thing called God, is moving all the pieces and all the parts on the, on the table to support every one of us in bringing forth the great mission that is ours and ours to do. So we're going we're gonna to wrap this up for today. We're going to say thank you for being with us, um, and we're going to leave you with that call. What is yours to do, and what are you learning about yourself? We'll check in again next week with another episode. Thank you much for being here, and uh, I look forward to a joyful and continuous heartfelt conversation about how do we become more connected in this time and going forward. Absolutely. All right, folks, we're out of here. Until next time, I'm Rev Briz. I'm Rev Z. We're ministers talking shit, and we'll be back with you again soon. Have a good one. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.